Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. running on a Friday night there is so much going on in the world of sports countless number of college basketball games to get you updated on games to preview games to bet games to sweat we got all that going on that is Sean King I am Tim Murray and also massive news regarding Deshaun Watson coming out today and of course Sean uh, was uh, making waves earlier this week good to have you back glad to be back Glad we missed you last okay. night. We missed you last night, yeah. but uh, glad you're back in the saddle. Um, and uh, we got, let me just update the people real quickly on the games we've got going on. I mean, this is how crazy it is. Uh, here in studio, we have one, two, three, four, five televisions. We do. And it's not enough. It's not. It's not enough. It's not. We, we're missing big time games, and it's no one's fault. It's sensory overload it's, at its highest. It's wild. So. Uh, I will try to keep these games uh, as, as fresh as possible. We've got the ACC semifinal. North Carolina taking on Virginia Tech. Winner goes and plays your beloved Dukies. Shout out to my Dukies who got it done today. They did not cover, however. Doesn't matter. If you follow me, we're just cruising on into the championship. We have a decision to make. We have a decision to make when it comes to that. I don't even know if I like you on our bandwagon, but I'll deal with it. You're not even on the bandwagon. I am on the bandwagon. You were a hater. Can we pull up the, the tape? Wake Forest, North Carolina. I took North Carolina. They're still alive, although they're in a dogfight. They are? Yeah. But Wake Forest. Uh, Up two now to uh, Virginia Tech. So uh, I'm pulling for Virginia Tech so we could get a bigger spread, bigger window for a middle. So we got that going on. Uh, Big East Championship, or sorry, semifinal. Poor Providence. Going on. Oh, boy. Jeez. Man, what did I say? I, I like the draw for Providence. Well, you know what? Crop credit to you. You said... Creighton intrigued yeah, you? They did, and I did not pull the trigger, and I'm regretting it now. I didn't think they'd be able to play this well without Nemhart. They have proved me wrong. Uh, nice win over Marquette and uh, just obliteration of Providence. And I don't know if anyone uh, out there follows me on Twitter. Hopefully you don't, uh, because I, I think my direct quote was 47-32 at the half. Providence is going to battle back. I actually thought. I, I, no, they I was not. this close to in-game betting. Providence on the money line, but they just were not playing I with did. the right type of energy and effort that I'm accustomed to. Shame on you, Providence. I will say, though, look at Sparty. Sparty upset number two seeded Wisconsin today. Johnny Davis, 
And out. Crew? Out. Oh, he was out, too. He didn't play. So, uh, 69-63, Michigan State gets the win. Uh, Vanderbilt and Kentucky right now. Uh, Kentucky leading by five. That was a, a big spread. Vandy, a nice upset win uh, yesterday over Alabama. So, this is their third game in three days. Jerry Stackhouse and crew. Uh, Memphis off to a rousing start over UCF. They're up 24-5. to five. It looks like they woke up on the right side of the bed. They did. I mean, if, if the NCAA tournament in a week is going to be anything like the conference tournaments have been, I'm just <laughs> waiting for Murray State, Houston, Memphis, and, and one big dog to be in the Final Four because, I mean, it's been upset city. It's been, uh, it's been wild, uh, to say the least. And uh, just, you know, jumping around here, uh, we've got Texas Tech and Oklahoma. Uh, that's going on right now. That is one semifinal uh, in uh, in the Big 12, Kansas beating TCU and covering. Mm-hmm. Uh, so one of the few one seeds to uh, actually cover uh, so far in uh, in these uh, Power Five conferences. So a lot to get to, but uh, we'll, we'll we'll pause on hoops here for just a moment and uh, and get to the big football news today. Uh, once again, Sean earlier this week uh, reported that if all goes well on Friday, we pulled up the tweet. All goes well on Friday. Deshaun Watson to the Steelers is happening soon after. Well, all did go well legally today. Um, we don't have to get into the nuts and bolts. That's not our business here. Uh, we're, we're more about what does it mean for, for the lines and, and et cetera. So he avoided criminal charges. So Deshaun Watson expected, as we have a tweet up here from Ian Rappaport, uh, to be traded here in the future. So before I bring up anything else, still feel, now that, Friday has passed. Yes. And the news that came out today with Deshaun Watson not being criminally charged still believe strongly in what you uh, reported earlier this week. Absolutely. And this was the first domino that had to fall. And it was a significant domino because the reason that he had not already moved was because the criminal charges were hanging over the head of Deshaun Watson. Well, the grand jury decided today not to move forward with the criminal charges. So this now allows... Deshaun Watson to actively be on the trade market. And the next domino that will fall is the Houston Texans. The Houston Texans are in this for themselves. They want to get the best return in a trade that they can. But the third domino is this. Deshaun Watson has a no trade clause. So he has a say in where he ends up. I still think he ends up with the Steelers because I think that's where Deshaun Watson wants to be. I'll say this, the Steelers will not be able to offer the best package, but it will be a significant package because whatever player or players they decide to send to Houston are going to be significant. And I will say this, Houston is going to do exactly what they should do. They're going to try and leverage the interest from other teams. And I know if whatever fan you are of whatever team, they're going to say they're not actively trying to trade for Deshaun Watson. Every team in the NFL except about seven right now are having internal discussions about do we think we have enough to get Deshaun Watson because he's that good. I ultimately think because that's where he wants to go. I think there's interest in Pittsburgh. That ultimately his destination and landing spot will be the Pittsburgh Steelers. So I do want to bring this up and, and you kind of hit on the point that there's going to be a lot of smoke that teams aren't interested. Aaron Wilson, who uh, covers the NFL uh, for uh, the Pro Football Network and has been a reporter for quite some time, covered the uh, Texans for the Chronicle and uh, and the Ravens for the Sun. He said the Pittsburgh Steelers have not and are not expected to be a player in the Deshaun Watson trade market. So 
Do you believe that's just kind of a smokescreen right now with the Steelers? Well, I believe when that statement was placed or, or put out, it was before the criminal charges had been lifted. No, there was. It was actually. Uh, well, this it, it was. It was. It was put out as a refute. Okay. To to my tweet, right. I actually had communications with the person that put them out, and of course they're going to say that. I just remind people that's what Seattle said at the combine about Russell Wilson. He's not on the trade market. He's not available for trade. He's now at the Denver Broncos. It doesn't do the Steelers any good to publicly say. We're looking to get Deshaun Watson because if for some reason Houston decides to go with a better package and they don't get him, then they don't look in right. a good light. But listen, Deshaun Watson's an elite quarterback. He's a perfect fit for Pittsburgh. There is interest. I still believe he ends up as a Pittsburgh Steeler when this is all said and done. Yeah, and I think the biggest thing you brought this up is the no trade. You know, uh, he can situation. say no right. because there are going to be other teams that can offer, offer a better. better. Seattle can basically send everything that they got from a draft capital standpoint to the Texans for Deshaun Watson and still retain all of the picks that they had prior to getting the extra two ones and two twos. But I don't think Deshaun Watson wants to go to Seattle. I think he wants to go somewhere where he has an immediate chance to win a Super Bowl. As good as Deshaun Watson is, Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson on the same plateau, in my opinion, in the quarterback hierarchy. So if Russell could not get it done there, in the recent past, I don't think Deshaun will get it done there as well. I'm going to stick with what I said. I think he ends up a stealer. You know, and, and this is not really reporting-wise. I'm just curious to get your opinion on this. You know, for Deshaun Watson, obviously I think he wants to play, right? Yeah. And with that no-trade clause, it's like who has the power? Because if the Texans are stubborn, they're going to say, this is the best offer we're getting. This is the one we want to trade you. At some point, does he, you know, succumb and waive the trade, the no trade clause? Where do they meet here? Because I feel like the Russell Wilson situation was one in where they came to a, they were like, okay, we'll send you to Seattle, even though Washington reportedly had a better offer on the table or more draft pick compensation. So, uh, your thoughts on this situation? Because to your point there are going to be teams likely offering a better package than what the Steelers can offer. Absolutely, and you said it yourself, Russell. Right. Russell's the reason that he's not in Washington. He wanted Denver over Washington. He also had a no-trade clause in his contract, so that gives the player the power to say no. And when you look at the Texans and Deshaun Watson, this is like an amicable divorce in a lot of ways. There is no bad blood between Lovey Smith and Deshaun Watson. The current uh, power uh, vacuum in that organization he handled this like a true professional as well as he could. He never made any rumblings during the season. He was not a distraction for the Houston Texans in the 2021 football season. So the Texans want to move him. They want to move on. Deshaun Watson wants to move on. So he will have say in where he goes. And I think that will eliminate some of the teams that could offer maybe a better package to the Texans. But we will find out how this plays out. I truly expect this to happen sometime in the next week or two. And uh, Deshaun Watson will be in his new location and moving on with his life. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting. Do you think, you know, Ben Roethlisberger was suspended four games, no criminal charges there. Do you think that Deshaun Watson ultimately does hear from the league and gets suspended? I, I don't think so because I think the charges with Big Ben are slightly different. What Big Ben was accused of is a little more significant than it seems Deshaun, which I think it was sexual harassment. You know, was a charge, if I'm not mistaken, Roethlisberger was accused of actual rape. Mm -hmm. So it was slightly different. You know, those accusations, both egregious, but, you know, I think there are different levels, you know, of what you can be, you know, accused of. And, uh, hey, I don't know exactly what happened. All I know is the grand jury 
decided that there wasn't enough evidence to press criminal charges. Right now uh, at DraftKings, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers sitting at 60-1 to uh, to win the Super Bowl and uh, to win the AFC, Sean. Uh, they are sitting way down at 30-1, to 1, the same odds as the Dolphins and the Raiders. Yeah, I've already placed a wager on Pittsburgh to win the AFC North, to win the AFC Conference, and to win the Super Bowl because I know once this deal happens, it will change drastically. First domino has fallen. Now we see and ultimately who ponies up to uh, to acquire Deshaun Watson. A lot of college basketball heads on a swivel in our studio. We'll get you updated on all of the games and also a big dog fallen earlier today. What does that mean? It's the nightcap here on Visa. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, they're like, you know, who's ready to catch Creighton? You know, watch Creighton. They fight, and I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, gonna, not the not the Big East tournament. Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team that cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, just I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> And then they're never at any of those. And then they're never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? The whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Are you ready for a fresh start? And we mean a real fresh start with lasting change. Take the Zen 10 Challenge and switch up the way you've been enjoying nicotine. Available in a variety of tastes and strengths, Zen Nicotine Pouches deliver smoke-free and spit-free nicotine satisfaction. Try Zen Nicotine Pouches for 10 days or your money back. Your fresh start is here. Take the Zen 10 Challenge today at zen.com slash 10. That's zyn.com slash 10. Zen Nicotine Pouches are only for adults 21 and over who currently use tobacco or nicotine. Warning, this product does contain nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. I lost my train of thought during that read. I look up, trying to keep tabs on games, and oh, where am I? That's Sean King. I'm Tim Murray. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN. We've got just a plethora of games going on, and uh, 
We'll have next week. We'll have the uh, the camera for the the sports book. But take our word for it. It is popping. Man, the atmosphere when I walked in the buildings day at Circa, I was like, is it March Madness already? It's. I mean, the sports book is full. All of the booths, you know, all of the stadium seats on the side. People are everywhere. So, I I can't wait till next week. I really can't. By the way, on Sunday, mm-hmm. if you happen to be in town. Beeson and Stadium Swim are putting on a Selection Day, Selection Sunday event. Myself and the owner of Circa, Derek Stevens, will be in the pool, <laughs> in the actual pool on a floating, uh, what, what should I call this? I think a desk. Yeah, a floating desk. And we will be having a great time as we find out where your team is going to be seated and if your team got in or not. Yeah. And uh, we will have uh, some bubble talk later on in the show. Rocco, I don't know what the bubble looks like. Like, I had an idea what it looked like coming into the conference like tournament. But I think there are a lot of teams that are extremely nervous right now. <laughs> Michigan, uh, they lose yesterday. Notre Indiana. Dame. Notre Dame. Wake Forest. Yep. A lot yeah, of teams. It's a lot of teams that have to be just St. John's. I mean, some teams that, you know, I think deserve to be in or I think could make some noise that probably won't get in. Oklahoma, their win yesterday, but they're probably Probably still on the outside looking in, but we'll we'll leave it to the expert in Rocco Miller a little bit later the on. Big East in this did themselves no favors. Mark, I'm just Marquette, Seton Hall. And they're still getting. Not, they're still getting in. Uh, yeah. Gonna be, gonna yeah. be bad seeds though. Uh, they're gonna drop slightly. You and your seeds. You should just pump the brakes on your seed bets here. All right. <laughs> As Villanova leads 35-32 right now in the uh, UConn-Villanova game. I do not I could go for a nice. I don't like the fighting uncles. Just cold stretch here. Just just nice clang, 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 clang going on. It's like you had a family reunion and one of your uncles has had a couple bourbons and he wants to go play in one-on-one and he's just going to back you down. That's exactly how Villanova plays. I can't stand to watch it. I just want him to lose so I don't have to look at it anymore. Well. They're up three right now, and uh, if they win tonight, they're winning. They the are Biggies. the best free throw shooting team I've ever seen. Uh, they're the best in uh, in the in Division One basketball history. Like they just don't miss it. Eighty-two percent, and uh, you know we saw some uh, big free throw misses uh, earlier today in uh, in a game that uh, talking to you, Saint oof, Bonaventure, hit us a little hard. Uh, the Bonnies, that's a tough way to go out. A, a veteran team, their season comes to a close. They lose in the quarterfinals to St. Louis. One second to go and uh, two missed free throws from, uh, I believe it was Kyle Lofton. So a real tough tough way to end your career there. Uh, I imagine NIT will be in their favor. but uh, He didn't do me any favors. No. Uh, last night, if, if you were tuned in, you, you took the two with us. But I, I'll be honest, I went money line again. So I... I more or less split my split my differences. Uh, we got Virginia Tech and North Carolina right now. Uh, three minutes and change to go in the first half. Winner gets Duke. Uh, Virginia Tech leading 27 to 24. Virginia Tech came into this game as a two and a half point underdog. Actually steamed up to three last night. The overnights this opened a pick. So uh, money clearly coming in on the Tar Heels uh, after their impressive victory over Virginia. Uh, running away and hiding against the Cavaliers. But uh, let's get to your Duke Blue Devils. Duke, uh, I guess I can call them my Duke Blue Devils because. No. Uh, well, no. All right. Let me ask you a question. No. This show, our motto is pulling for your pockets. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you have a ticket on Duke to win the ACC? No. Do I? Yes. Okay. 
my Duke Blue Devils beat Miami today, I, eighty I, to seventy-six. I would prefer if you put my ticket. Can I can I start calling them we like you do too? Well, I'm gonna you know I'm gonna have I'm to, thirty years in the game. I'm a diehard Duke fan. All I'm gonna say is I'm gonna send that tape to the uh, the Duke fan club and say this guy right here calling saying we and you know all of this and that and then I need to, Wake Forest UNC. I need to acknowledge something. Duke. Jeremy Duke. Roach. Played the best game I've seen him play. Only scored nine, nine points, but he was effective on defense. He uh, got to the rim, made some timely passes, finished at the rim a couple times. He still shoots the three like the basket is moving, but if he can continue to improve, to me, Jeremy Roach is the key to how successful the Duke Blue Devils will be come tournament time. They need a ball handler, ball handler that can get past his man, and create open looks for the plethora of wing scores that they have. When Keels has to run the point, it places him out of position. So if you know Jeremy Roach, if Jeremy Roach is watching this, great job today. Keep building on it because you are the key to Coach Krzyzewski winning the national championship in his final season as Duke head coach. Well, Jeremy Roach had 19 against Syracuse, hit the dagger three. Tonight hits a couple big free throws. Uh, to secure the victory. They He's get the playing win. better. I'm proud of him. They get the win. They don't get the cover. So Duke is uh, not covered either game so far in the ACC tournament. But I don't care. As long as they can get us that victory and, uh, and favorite cash better. that ticket. What? I didn't say anything. I mean, all I said was the volatility of the ACC would be shown. And Syracuse, uh, Miami shows up. Boston College, man. Oh, that would have been so sweet. Uh, but hopefully Virginia Tech can pull this upset and we'd get Virginia Tech against UNC. That would This be... is Virginia Tech's third game in three nights? Uh, yes. Yes, so tomorrow will be their fourth game in four nights? Correct. Yeah. And they needed overtime in the quarters. They pretty much rolled against Notre Dame. Things got a little closer at the end, but uh, they won that game. If they do win tonight, they'll have no legs for Duke tomorrow. Wonderful. That would be spectacular, Sean. And I would be very happy with a big old smile on my face Walking into uh, walking into the studio, so uh, Duke guys get the win. You know something that Jim brought up last night, and I, I agree. I, I'm curious the mindset of this Duke team. Let's say when they get to the Sweet 16 or the Elite Eight, because all the talk is going to be if they lose, this is the last game. There's a lot of pressure on these young men, and uh, you know they're they're 19, they're 20 years old, and this is the final. They, they know it. This is the final run for Coach K. You saw it against UNC. I'm just very curious when they get to that second weekend, if they get to the final four, just the nerves that might ultimately come out uh, for this Blue Devil team. So fascinated to see how Duke will play. And uh, I'll say this for your cigar bet. I think I still think it's very unlikely, but there's a Slight possibility that maybe, just maybe, if everything works their way, they could land on the one line. I think it's doubtful, but I think there's there's a sliver. There's a sliver of hope. Yeah, I just think there are two things that could derail Duke's run in the NCAA tournament. First being breakdowns on defense. As uh, Coach Krzyzewski likes to play man-to-man, as you've seen, teams have kind of gotten accustomed and figured out what Duke wants to do. They want to switch, you know, on the ball handler at all times, and we're not great at preventing guys from getting to the rim. So we give up a lot of easy baskets. Uh, that bothers me. And then turning the ball over. 
because we don't have a primary point guard, although Jeremy Roach has played well the last two games in this tournament. If he continues that, that helps immensely. But those are two things I think that will be a speed bump for Duke. I don't think nerves is one of them. I think kids go to Duke understanding the pressure that resides there. So you, you, you know what you're getting into. So I don't think that will ultimately derail us. It'll be defense and turnovers. Virginia Tech just took a six-point lead with 11 seconds to go in the first half. Big three from the uh, Hokies. Uh, and, and remember, Virginia Tech needed a buzzer beater to win their first-round so game. Uh, this would be great. Hopefully this uh, this uh, unfolds and continues this way. Texas Tech heads into the locker room, Sean, with a, with a comfortable lead over Oklahoma. Oklahoma, I think, really needs this game in order to make it into the field of 68. Arizona up eight right now. Uh, against Colorado, they're certainly dealing with their fair share of uh, of injuries. Um, so you know that's someone to to keep an eye on the injury situation. Really bad uh, ankle injury. Uh, who is it for Kerr? Um, so you know, uh, so that for all is- of the Wildcat fans. Ty Ty is at the line. He just made the first free throw. He has another one coming. Kentucky has a five point lead with eight point one seconds left. For those that don't know, I have a cigar bet with Tim Murray. Mm-hmm. I get Duke, Auburn, and Kentucky. He gets the rest of the field for the NCAA tournament. I am feeling really good about that wager. You are? Yep. Even after today? Yep. And Auburn lost. We'll talk more about that on the other side. And uh, Arizona trying to ruin up a money line parlay as they're only up one right now over Colorado. More on that on the other side. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Early start on your college hoops tournament betting with VSIN's full court bracket betting coverage. Start this Sunday with six hours of free live video streaming on VSIN.com, including the full bracket reveal, opening lines for every game, the VSIN college hoop experts. That includes Hoops Peterson, Matt Newmans, Jonathan Von Tobel, and yours truly. We'll analyze every game and discuss with bookmakers. We're making the lines to find that early value. Don't wait. The lines to move start your bracket and round one tournament betting with the VSIN College Hoop experts on Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern, free on VSIN. Alongside Sean King, I'm Tim Murray. Hopefully, I'm going to be walking in on Sunday, strutting like this, go right to that counter. But ow! Give me my money for Duke. So here's what makes me most ACC champs. Here's where I'm most proud of my program. We don't get ACC championship t shirts. North Carolina? Duke. Oh, okay. I I can insu- I can assure you I could probably probably if they win this championship they will have an ACC championship. Well, they always make them. I'm just saying we don't wear them. <laughs> like the big dance, the only dance that counts in Durham, North Carolina, is the one that is that why you bet against them in the ACC starts tournament? Starts next Thursday. Okay. I'm just I'm just curious. I didn't bet against Duke. I, no, you bet North Carolina. No, I didn't. Oh, so you, so you lied to the people? No, I did. But it's not really been against Duke as much as I thought North Carolina had an easier road, but that doesn't seem to be the case. How'd they have an easier road? I told you how Duke had an easier road. Yeah, well, I didn't think Wake Forest was going to get upset. You should listen to your partner sometimes. sometimes I do listen Sometimes to he's smart. He tells you, you know, things that are going to happen. Um, 
Villanova and uh, UConn playing as expected. A very highly contested game. Under 12 minutes to go in the second half. And uh, right now, Villanova holding on to a two-point lead. 46-44. to 44. This is trending a bit over right now. Uh, I'll take a look at the uh, live line. So I I'm rolling with our guy, Jim. Uh, went under 131 and a half. Your live line right now at DraftKings is 132 and a half. So not too far over as they hit the media timeout. Um, Arizona doing their best uh, to try to extend this lead for your boy because I have them closing out. How about this money line parlay? I, I thought parlays were for suckers. Money line parlays. You've be playing them a lot more lately. I know I have. Probably dumb. But I like money line parlays, and here's why. Regular parlays, if this was a regular parlay, I would have lost it all three times, but UAB, easy win. Never in doubt. Never in doubt. Only took them three overtimes. Only took them three overtimes. We will get to that finish later on in the show. Uh, that was one of the craziest finishes uh, when it comes to spread implications, I, there was only a double technical I've ever seen a double technical uh, <laughs> and a double digit lead in triple overtime. It was bizarre. So uh, UAB gets the win. Never in doubt. Uh, <laughs> Dayton was losing the entire game against UMass. They get the win. Don't get the cover. Never in doubt. And then the Blue Devils trailed a good chunk of that game. Don't get the win. Don't get the cover. Second half, though, they pretty much were in control. And then, even uh, though it was a tight game, you felt like Duke was going to win it. And then we've got Arizona here, who is uh, up five, uh, doing their best uh, to uh, to keep that thing close there. So Colorado is a much improved team. They're good. I think they're a team to watch next week when the tournament starts. They're they're kind of one of those teams that are better than the perception of them is. And I think a lot of people are going to have them losing early in their brackets, and it's going to bust a lot of brackets. Because I can see Colorado making a run. Yeah, and uh, with uh, with the injuries that uh, that Arizona is uh, is dealing with here, um, certainly certainly some worries there for uh, for the Wildcats. But uh, they're trying to hold on and, and fend off. But another, I mean, another situation in which. You know these dogs are are barking, man. They're 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 not backing down. And you look at these one seeds in these conference tournaments in the big boys, right? Providence, zero and two ATS got obliterated today. They were the one seed, so they're gone. Baylor gone from uh, lost to Oklahoma, zero and three ATS. Duke has won both their games, but they're zero and they lost, they haven't covered either, so they're zero and five now. Zero and five ATS. SEC Auburn lost zero and six ATS. Uh, the only team that's keeping this thing afloat is um, is Kansas. Kansas has covered both. And they've looked impressive. Of their games. They really have, which is great because yeah. I do have a Kansas future. Uh, which, by the way, you can get a better future than the one I currently possess, which was I think fourteen to one. So uh, you see it at DraftKings. I think I saw yesterday at seventeen to one. Um, but yeah, I don't really get caught up in the conference tournaments. If you remember last year, Georgetown won the Big East. Georgia Tech won the ACC. Oregon State, Oregon State won the Pac-12. Like, sometimes familiarity is a big deal. And when we get in these conference tournaments, teams are playing each other for the third time that year. They know their tendencies. They know the strengths and weaknesses. You know, every little detail. You know, the other team has the knowledge and information of it. And at that point, there just is no fear factor. Like, you, Texas A&M, they knew – who and what Auburn was. They knew how to attack them. 
You know, Auburn didn't shoot the ball well. They found themselves in a hole. They ran out of time. They tried to come back. They just ran out of time. I don't know that you get that advantage in the NCAA tournament. A lot of times it's teams playing each other for the first time, even though they have film and video of the opponent. It's not like having battled them twice and getting a third opportunity, you know, to play that opponent. So I wouldn't get too carried away with Baylor losing and Auburn losing. I still think those are strong teams that are going to go deep in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, I don't disagree. I mean, you look at, um, you know, when you look at these conference tournaments, it, it, it doesn't mean a ton. And you wonder the motivation for the players, right? I mean, because they, they know their grand, their eyes are on the ultimate goal. You look at some of these lower level conferences where it's a one bid league. I mean, their whole year is defined by winning that conference tournament. They're never going to back down. Not saying, I mean, look, Auburn fought and scrapped and they, they tried to get back into that game, but are they devastated after losing to Texas A&M? No, they're still going to be a one or a two seed and they're still going to have a really good chance to win a national championship. So, yeah, it's it's interesting to to look at these conference tournaments because there is that sense of, you know, desperation from Boston College. Boston College's season is done now. But what do they do? They beat uh, you know, beat Wake Forest. They go ahead and go toe to toe, force overtime against Miami. It has been a situation where when you're catching a lot of points, it more often than not, you know, look, one bet to, that I didn't make, thankfully, which would have been a, a bit of a, a rough one, was you know Cincinnati going up against Houston. I was curious. Cincinnati jumped out to a big lead. Ultimately, Houston wins and covers. Uh, they win by 13. But, yeah, it, it's it's a, really been interesting. A to look perfect at all this. example is the Big East. Mm-hmm. Villanova plays a very physical style of basketball that I think is going to overwhelm some of their opponents in the NCAA that have not gone up against it. But St. John's had played it twice. Mm-hmm. So they met that physicality right at the forefront. UConn, they've played it twice. They understand the level you have to box out with, where you have to maintain those box outs, attack the boards. Like, when Villanova gets in the tournament, I know I talk a lot of trash about them, but I think they're a very dangerous team because of the intensity they play with. And, you know, one of the surprising things is when you look around some of these conference championships, to hammer down your point, I didn't see a lot of great energy and effort in some of these upset losses. Like, I didn't see guys really landed on the line. So, it'll be fascinating on Sunday as we find out who's in the tournament and where everyone's seated. And then next Thursday, I just think it's wide open. I think it's the Wild Wild West. I think it's going to come down to who can make shots. That's the one thing we saw that got a lot of favorites in trouble. Michigan, 10 minutes, didn't score a point. You know, uh, Arizona State. Played the final, what was it? Uh, oh, God, they were out 12 minutes of the game. 16 to 1. 16 to 1. So, I mean, not being able to put the ball in the basket is ultimately what has cost some of these favorites. So, I think some teams are going to have to go back to the drawing board and figure out some different ways offensively to attack their opponent and create some easy shots. Impressive performance. We're going to head to the Thomas and Mack Center uh, just momentarily to uh, get a preview on San Diego State. I like them. Uh, coming up. Uh, I actually have bet San Diego State. So, there you go. Late night sweat. Uh, I'm on San Diego State. Uh, I'm on the money line. Uh, minus, uh, what did I get earlier today? Minus 130 on the Aztecs. Might be able to get a better number on that. Uh, but I'm on San Diego State tonight, taking on Colorado State. Uh, Wyoming and Boise are playing right now. And Boise's up 14. Uh, they're playing really well uh, against them. So that's uh, a potential four-bid league. Wyoming on the bu- bubble. And uh, this loss uh, would not be ideal for them. 
uh, to, to bring that home. So after I lost the Bonaventure wager today, I just gave up on college basketball. <laughs> and uh, Puck Shradamus went back to hockey, and I had the Penguins on the puck line. They actually beat the Vegas Knights. So Vegas is really struggling. And Stone went out. They, they can't score. They're trying to, you know, reinvent themselves on the fly and turn into this safety-first defensive team, and it just doesn't fit. And Lerner's not good enough in goal. So shout out to the Pittsburgh Penguins for cashing that ticket for me. Puck Shradamus went 1-0. and oh. uh, North Carolina minus 2.5 in the second half, down 6. So the full game line, Virginia Tech, a 3.5-point favorite. Music for these ears. Duke Blue Devils. D-U-K-E. Duke, Duke, Duke. Such a fraud. Did you bet on them? Such a did, Oh, I did. That's right. Yeah. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. The college basketball season, oh, you know, it is in full swing, folks. Grab a five hour energy to stay alert, to watch all your favorite games, or if you are going to stay up late, maybe you're going to watch. San Diego State, Colorado State, which we're going to talk about here in just a moment. Take a five-hour energy shot in the morning so you can be energized for your day. With zero sugar and an unbeatable blend of vitamins, nutrients, and caffeine, it's the perfect pick-me-up for getting stuff done. Go to 5hourenergy.com to find our 15 flavors to choose from with flavors like grape, tropical burst, cherry, blue raspberry, and more. There is a flavor for everyone. Get a five-hour energy today. Alongside Sean King, I am Tim Murray. What does a, what does a hokey do? Little gobble. Virginia Tech up 38-26. Go, hoax. Come on, baby. Yeah, they're getting it done. Come on, Hokies. Uh, and uh, that is just one of many games going on uh, out at the Mountain West right now. Boise State impressively up by 12 against Wyoming. Wyoming, I was there yesterday. Tremendous crowd. Tremendous crowd by the Wyoming fans. I mean, come on, if you could be in Laramie, <laughs> I mean, in March, no offense to Laramie, I've been down there before, great people, or Las Vegas, it seems like an easy choice. Well, San Diego State has good fans too, that's a great city, and uh, our next guest, a good friend of mine, host on Extra 1360 there in the great city of San Diego, 3 to 6 p.m. Pacific time, uh, you can catch his show, and also pre, halftime, and post for the Aztec Radio Network. It is John Schaefer. John, as always, man, appreciate you jumping on. Uh, San Diego State and Colorado State's about to go toe-to-toe. And I, I guess from what we've seen in prior installments, uh, you've got the big boy Rowdy there uh, for Colorado State. How do you anticipate San Diego State's elite defense to uh, contain Colorado State tonight? You know, first of all, thanks for having having me. I, I think it's going to be a good game because every game with the top teams in the Mountain West, by and large, is a good game. Maybe without the game one going on right now, Wyoming and Boise State, I'm surprised that Wyoming's trailing by 14 and a half. But, I mean, it's, it's hard to run away from San Diego State because of their defense. It, it really is. Even elite offenses, typically games are played more at the pace that San Diego State wants to play them at. And you look at their season, I mean, they're 22 and 7. There's only one game in which um, – 
you know, they were beaten and beaten decisively. That was in Logan against Utah State playing a third game in five days. So I, I would anticipate a really good game. You know, San Diego State interior defense against someone like David Roddy, um, you know, they fare well with it. They've got good size and athleticism with their center, Nathan Mensa and others. Um, and, you know, they got a really talented point guard, Colorado State as well with Isaiah Stevens. But um, I'm expecting it to be lower scoring than, you know, Colorado State averages something like 77 or 78 points per game. But that San Diego State typically doesn't allow that to happen. So, you know, I'm thinking about a game that's probably played in the 60s. And if San Diego State has enough offensive firepower, then, you know, they, they hopefully will have a shot from San Diego State's perspective to win tonight. Now, John, I do think Roddy's a good player, but in my opinion, the best player on the court tonight will be in the San Diego State uniform, and that's Matt Bradley. Talk a little bit about the Cal transfer, what he's meant to San Diego State, and is he someone that we could see getting selected in the NBA draft? Uh, it's a great question. I mean, he's had an unbelievable season. He really has. I mean, he's meant everything to San Diego State. I mean, he's, he's literally carried them at times. Um, you know, their defense is special, but they need someone to pick up the scoring, and that's been Matt Bradley. He's done heavy lifting. I mean, ridiculous levels of lifting at times. He's capable of scoring 30-plus points. His isolation game is special for the college level. You don't see it very often, but he's a specialist in the ISO game. Um, yeah, I mean, I, he's certainly going to play professionally. Um, you know, I'm not great with some of that scouting elements. He's already announced he's coming back for a fifth year. You know, he's a first year transfer to San Diego state. He'll play a fifth year of college basketball next year at San Diego state. He wants to pursue his degree, but he's a, he's a gifted offensive player. He's probably having one of the best offensive seasons in recent San Diego state history, probably in the Steve Fisher, Brian Dutcher era, which goes back to 1999 where they've been so good. But, you know, if you look at his individual numbers compared to other great Aztec Malachi Flynn, a couple of years ago, Matt Mitchell last year, obviously that Kawhi here, um, you know, it, it holds up. It really does hold up with everyone. We're talking to John Schaefer. He is a host for extra 1360. He's here in Las Vegas and, uh, He's still got work to do, Sean, because their game hasn't started yet. So he's got to host a pregame show uh, coming up in a little bit. As uh, right now, your latest odds uh, for the San Diego State-Colorado State game. Uh, minus one and a half, San Diego State, a slight favorite, a flip of favorites. Overnight, Colorado State actually opened a favorite and a total of 125 and a half. So the uh, regular season series was split between these two teams, both home teams winning, but obviously very different, right? You, uh, San Diego State won by 30 on their home court. And then uh, in Fort Collins, Colorado State wins by one. Uh, John, I have played San Diego State to win this game on the money line. Uh, I laid, you know, minus 130, which is actually probably a bad number. I think get a little better at minus 125 or so. Uh, but, you know, what is your expectations? And, and, and what are the keys to San, San Diego State's victory uh, tonight if they're to get it against uh, the Rams? Well, I think it probably starts with Matt Bradley scoring the way he's capable of scoring. In the two games against Colorado State this year, I want to say he scored 27 points and 26 points. I think I have that right. Uh, the 30-point game probably isn't a 30-point game nine out of ten times. You know, it was a double-digit win that kind of unraveled for Colorado State in the final five or six minutes with everything going well for San Diego State at home, and that can happen sometimes at Viejas Arena. So I think offensively, it's Matt Bradley, but it's more than Bradley. It's their secondary scores. That's where they've been really good. When they get that second score, a Chad Baker Mazzaro off the bench, a Keisha Johnson, a forward, Adam Seiko, a really good three-point shooter. When they have someone contributing 10, 12, 14 points, that's all they need with, with Matt Bradley and with their defense. So secondary score, stay out of foul trouble against someone like David Roddy on the inside. And I think San Diego State will have a, have a good shot to get to a championship game. They've been to four consecutive Mountain West 
title game, seven of eight, 11 of 13. They, they've wow. just had so much success in this tournament. I mean, it's, it's just unbelievable. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my game. <laughs> Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. They've been in 15 consecutive semifinals, which is just incredible. So, I mean, they find a way. I mean, this is their month and certainly in this league and um, it's hard to bet against San Diego State in this event, but we'll see. Colorado State's a really stiff opponent tonight. So, John, Brian Dutcher has done an outstanding job, of course, because they're in the semifinals. From a strategy standpoint, they fell behind in Fort Collins. And late in that game, they yep. started pressing the Rams. And the Rams had a lot of issues turning the, football, turning the basketball over. And it really allowed San Diego State to get back into that game and almost ultimately win it. Should we expect to see maybe some of that full-court pressure tonight or you think he's just going to, you know, play it like he normally does? It's a great question, and it's a good observation from the first game. He's right. Colorado State had the game won. I mean, they never should have. San Diego State never should have been in the game. It was just an absolute um, flurry of activity late. They kept turning them over. All of a sudden, they took a one-point lead, only to see Colorado State hit a shot inside the waning seconds. Then Matt Bradley was fouled. There was no call on the final play of the game. I mean, he was. it's not even arguable. <laughs> he, he was fouled. Uh, by the defender, but that ended the game. He never got to the free throw line, and San Diego State was trailing by a point. Um, in terms of the press, you know, playing the second game in as many nights um, with as good guard play as Colorado State has, and they'll be prepared for it. I think we'll see it at times. I don't think it'll be a central theme of this game unless maybe San Diego State needs it. Uh, there's such a good defense in the half court that sometimes they don't use the press as much as other teams because they don't really need to use it because of the stops they get. If they're not getting stops or if they fall behind, I think we could see it. Um, but again, in a half court, it's tough to score against San Diego State. So sometimes they don't risk the press, even though they have a lot of success with the press. You know, John, a lot of our viewers and listeners like to in-game wager on a game like this and maybe get a better number or kind of see how the flow of the game is going. Knowing San Diego State like you do, as we watch the first half, what's the one thing if San Diego State is doing this well, regardless of the score, we feel comfortable that at the end of the game they'll be successful? It's an excellent question. I mean, you know, they've been a much better three-point shooting team in the second half of the season. There was a time, maybe the first two or three games of the year, Brian Dutcher would say post-game, 
you know, um, I mean, they could they couldn't hit a three the first couple of games. They were in the three hundreds in three point field goal efficiency for probably the first month of the season, and over the last nine or ten games, they're shooting forty percent from beyond the arc. So if they're able to hit some threes, they're really tough to beat because of their defense. And they got five six guys that are capable of hitting them. You know, not maybe at a forty percent clip, but there are five or six players that are capable of hitting you know multiple threes in a game for San Diego state. So, I mean, if San Diego state is even or ahead, <laughs> they become very challenging. I think the concern here tonight is if Colorado state can go on a run because the aspects at times have been susceptible to four or five, six minute scoring drafts and that works against other defensive minded teams. But with Colorado state's offense, you've got to stay within arm's reach. You know, you got to stay within six, seven, eight points. Uh, otherwise it's just a, it's going to be an uphill battle. He is John Schaefer. Catch him on extra 1360 in San Diego in town for pre-post-game and halftime of the Aztec Radio Network as they get underway uh, shortly after <laughs> Boise State and Wyoming. John, always a pleasure, man. Appreciate it. Great stuff, John. Yeah, thanks, guys. I just took a, a five-hour energy, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the late-night game. He's got to stay up late. Uh, that is John Schaefer. What are you laughing about? What a defensive play in the Villanova-UConn game. UConn got a steal, and the Villanova guy actually pinned it on the backboard. This is why they're pretty good. I don't Start. like the way they play, but you cannot argue with the, its effectiveness. Start that chant. Defense. Defense. Don't foul. 94 <laughs> feet from the basket. It Such is the nightcap wish. here on Beeson. Get it. Get it. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 